And now, the Street Photography Magazine podcast with your host, Bob Patterson. Welcome back to the Street Photography Magazine podcast. And this is Bob Patterson, publisher of Street Photography Magazine. And we're doing something different today, something new. Instead of uh, doing an interview, I have a guest host, someone who's been with us many times, and it's Debbie Cole. Debbie's a writer, photographer, she writes lots of books and uh, travels a lot. So Debbie, welcome. Hey, Bob. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah, this is the first time for this. So I love it. I love it. I love being on the cutting edge. Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> it's your turn to interview me. No, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I think we're going to we're going to do this a lot. Bring people on as as uh, co-hosts to talk about single subjects. And that's what we're doing today. We're talking about really applying your street photography skills or your feet street photography style to other forms of photography. Obviously, it doesn't apply to like landscapes or, you know, animal photography, maybe it does, who knows. But um, I mean, I here, here's my take on it, Bob, is to me, street photography, people get so sidetracked by the name street, and they think, Oh, well, that means you walk the streets. Street photography is a style, but it's actually it's so much more than that. It's really storytelling. It's storytelling that is evocative. And I don't mean provocative, but evocative. It mm-hmm. um, There is um, from very small to very big emotion that is elicited. Mm-hmm. So street photography can be indoors, outdoors, on the street, not on the street. I mean, all of the 20 odd different styles of photography it can be that storytelling evocative style can be applied yeah for example a lot of wedding photographers i think more and more have been incorporating a street style just for lack of a better term in mm-hmm. their in their wedding work yeah well i think it used to be called candids here are all your standard weddings things and then here are the candids. And candid is even used in street photography. I've heard people refer to candid portraits. You know, how can a portrait be street photography? Well, they're, they're all different kinds, you know, telling a story. It's not a snapshot, but it's a, it's a story that is told, even if it's, oh my gosh, I see a hint of a smile or a twinkle in somebody's eye, and there's a story behind that. Yeah. So it could be in all styles. Yes, exactly. Um, I'm going to start with a story on my own, just an example. A few years ago, after we moved to Virginia, I was contacted by a client, had a corporate client up in Cleveland, asking me to photograph a big sales event. They have like a big annual sales thing where the senior VP flies in, gets people awards, they have dinner, all that, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. which doesn't happen as much as it used to. No, not so much. No. And I said, gee, sorry, I don't live in Cleveland anymore. I live in Virginia. And they go, oh, are you close to Norfolk and Washington, D.C.? And I said, well, yes, I am. And uh, so they hired me to go down to Norfolk and to D.C. a few weeks later uh, to photograph this event. And it was pretty typical. You know, at first, everybody's having drinks and hors d'oeuvres and photograph, you know, a grip and grin, they call it. 
you know, people smiling to the camera with their drinks or their, you know, you know, their snacks. And so I got there, typical hotel, you know, lights coming straight down from the ceiling. They're out in sort of the hallway area with the with the drinks and things. It was not well lit, terrible light. So I'd use flash. So I ran around and I was uh, photographing everybody. I've, and I they got tired of me taking the pictures. The good news is they got they got so used to me being there that I was part of the furniture. So I got everything in the can that I needed. And, I, and a couple hours later, I had to come back after dinner and take photographs of, of the awards. So I think, what am I going to do? I said, I'm going to do something for myself. So I, I set my camera. Uh, I took the flash off. And so it was pretty dingy. Like I said, not dingy, but it was dark. So I cranked up the ISO. It was grainy as hell. With my, uh, it was my Fuji X Pro 2, which I still have. And uh, I cranked up to 6400. I put it on, on monochrome, which is the, the Acros. Um, the Acros simulation, which I like. And I just ran around taking all these photos. And I just, just like on the street, I was reacting to things that interest me. People's gestures, like you say, the twinkle in the eye, the interaction be pe between people. And like I said, I was just doing it for myself. I shot all these photos and uh, then came back and did the, the thing, uh, the dinner thing. And then uh, afterwards, you know, I processed my photos, did all the post-processing, and I sent them a number of those, my favorite ones. So I thought, I didn't think much of them. And I, I didn't even think many of them were very good. But I thought, what the heck, I'll, I'll send them to them. Uh, and uh, they called me back after she got the photos. She goes, wow, what are these black and whites? This is really something. <laughs> we love this. I've never seen anything like that. I go, wow, I mean, I see this all the time, but okay, great. I'm glad you like it. And they go, please do the same thing when you go up to uh -huh. DC. So of course I did. And I thought, you know, all I did was apply my street photography, which I love to do, basically in a corporate event situation. Well, and of, co of course they loved them because there was, there were, and I hate to belabor the term story, but there were stories there. There was humanity. You could see what the people were like. You could get a feel for their personalities. When people are lined up in a row, you know, either stiff or with arms around each other or holding yeah. a drink, I mean, you know, puts you to sleep. But all of those, um, those places where we can make connections, that's the cool thing about street photography is that it is such a privilege to have a tool like a camera connecting us person to person. And that's what people want to see. They want to see humanity. They want to see stories. We love to have, we love to make up stories in our head. And so I, I would um, say that you can apply street photography and we're using term, the term street yeah. to be storytelling or people to people you can use that anywhere and so of course they liked your pictures they're favorites i'm sure yeah life in the moment i guess life life the cartier brisson you know yeah decisive moment and and it doesn't even have to be anything that is totally wow or totally award-winning decisive moment it could just be where you see humanity you see stories. 
and you feel something. I like that. I see why yeah. you're why you're an author. You say it so much better than I ever. No, no. It's well, I feel it. I think photography is so much more than a camera and lighting. I mean, it's it's the use of your head and your eye and your heart to connect with the others like us. And I don't mean that look like us, but but our our and, and even animals, pet photography. Who is it? Um, Elliot Erwitt that does all the great dog pictures. Fabulous dog pictures, yeah. Yeah, that's pet photography. Yeah, it is. How, how cool is that? Yeah, it's very cool. So a while back you did a um, you did a talk with some people up in uh, Georgetown, Texas. And I think you said you you talked them about applying sort of a street photography style to travel photography. Yes, it was. Um, yes. And it was at their request because a lot of the members of that particular organization do a lot of traveling. Yeah. And so I don't know about you, but can you ever remember back in the day where you'd go out and you'd see a beautiful vista and take a picture of a mountain? But the photograph is never as good as the feeling of being there. No. And unless, unless you can have a human in it doing something or being, you know, living the life of, you know, work, working that into sure. it. Sure. Yeah. Working in the field with the, the mountains is, is the background. Yeah. yeah. So we, what we did at that talk was we developed, um, each we did, there was a talk and then uh, there was a group that went out, we went out on assignment. Everyone pretended that they were from somewhere else visiting the town, telling the story of that town. So it was travel. They yeah. were pretending like they were traveling from out of state, but tell the story, tell a story and somebody, and it doesn't have to be anything in particular, just start looking and observing where do you see a story here? And for some of them, it was about the, it was the architecture, but most of them, it was about the people and how the people were in that situation. Mm -hmm. I did something very similar just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we have lots of wineries around us. There's probably 50 of them. Wow. They're all beautiful, beautiful scenery, mountains, everything. Wonderful place here. Mm -hmm. So we went to one of our favorites with some neighbors and I had my camera, yeah, of course. And uh, I got tired of sitting there and started walking around. They they had horses by the fence up. I was scratching, scratching the hor one of the horses, and it just he what was a he? he just picked his head up and gave me this look. I mean, it, it was such a great expression. I took a few photos of him, and I go, wow, that's mm -hmm. basically a street photograph. Although I've yeah. never scratched anybody on the street behind the ear before. <laughs> That's a new technique yeah, to so, yeah. approach somebody. Excuse Great way me, to get smashed. <laughs> you could get away with that. I don't, I don't think. <laughs> well, but yeah, just just another example. So yeah. you can do it. Well, especially travel, for example. Um, I'm never going to take a photograph as good as ones on a postcard. Do they still have postcards? Postcards <laughs> or you know National Geographic shot. And nor am I interested in you know, landmarks. Personally, I'd rather photograph the people there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. you know, so that's exactly what you did with your group is you kind of showed them the ropes of street photography, storytelling. Yeah. Well, and, and, and then, then the, 
the the ideas you know people say well what makes a good street image and it's it's usually more than oh the ones that are really good are more than one story it's not just the story of what you're photographing but there's somebody else or something else over in the corner or peeking over a shoulder or sticking a hand in or there's there's you there are usually multiple those are the the ones that are that get the gold star you know there's more than one story good example is harvey stein's and the, his the cover of his first coney island book where he's got this couple with the iconic parachute jump ride in the background gives you a sense of place and there's this hand reaching in yeah but it just it, it just made it. It, it of course it, it made it to his cover it works or a, a quirky uh you know here's here's a a, a beautiful or, or or it's just sort of a normal face and then somebody making a, a squinting or making a funny smile yeah, or something. The reaction like, yeah yeah a reaction it's um there's the story and then there's the story plus <laughs> and so that's what we all strive for but the the excitement of it is um that capture which requires patience which requires composition but not composition so all of those elements of street photography can be applied to portraiture you know which they i think is called environmental portraits where you take somebody outside well it's or kind inside. of yeah or, yeah, or inside, garage it, or, yeah whatever yeah it's kind of, kind of interesting to have people are looking for something a little bit more and i think street photography really adds it adds that just that cherry on the top of gorgeous pictures you know it's just something special yeah so it's important because well, because of that it's important yeah. i think because it gives you an opportunity say you're someplace that's maybe boring you have a camera with you and <laughs> you know you just don't want to do photograph everybody in the picnic eating their sandwiches or whatever it is and it gives you an opportunity to put a different twist on it and yeah. make some interesting even compelling photos yeah. or quirky. Yeah, or look, quirky. look for something quirky. Exactly. Look, you know, um, going out with the intention of going to what you're calling a boring event and just do hands or just do feet or just yeah. do shadows or silhouettes or yeah, something to jazz it up. Definitely. Yeah. So uh, what, are, what are some places where you can do this? I, I made a list and I basically I'm just thinking of things where I've done it. You know, we talked yeah. about travel. I think that's probably the most obvious place yeah. uh -huh. to use a street style yeah. um, events. Oh, yeah. You know, if you're at a parade, don't photograph the, the parade. Turn around and photograph the crowd. That's what I did last week in New York. We, uh -huh. I, I was there and there happened to be, you know, there's always a parade in New York. Um, it was a Dominican Republic Day. Mm -hmm. And the most interesting photos I got were of the crowd and, and not the posed ones where they were doing wild and crazy things. And I think Harvey Stein likes to go before a parade. Oh, he does. Yeah. Do all the getting ready part. But yeah, but events. Yeah, definitely events, parties, you know, you have mm -hmm. your camera at a party. Don't just take the grip and grin pictures again. Wait till yeah. they get really liquored up. <laughs> Maybe you can make some money on those. I, I don't know. I don't know. 
Well, or even in nature photography, um, I think it, it's a matter about keeping this, you know, taking the taking the borders off the box of your mind of this is what it's supposed to be. Mm, yeah. Looking for looking for um, moments, decisive moments in um, nature, uh, shadows of things. Um, I've got a favorite picture. Mm. I've got of an image of a chameleon on a screen with a shadow behind it. And I mean, you know, it's, it's not particularly interesting. I couldn't get a good grin on the chameleon's face, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, in, anything in fine art, taking what might be boring looking photographs and going through Lightroom and, and jazzing them up with some, um, you know, different, different shading, different mm -hmm. uh, exposures to before, you know, just. And just mentioning nature, to me, a photograph of an animal that's doing something human, the look on their face, mm -hmm. just personally, I find those pretty compelling, very, very mm -hmm. interesting. So if you can cap like, like with that horse that I photographed mm -hmm. a couple of mm -hmm. weeks ago. Absolutely. I've never, never been able to figure out how to apply other than in editing street style to macro photography. Hmm. That'd you be know, tough. It, it would be tough. Um, you know, a bee on a flower is always interesting. Yeah. But again, you can't capture the expression on their face. So, yeah. <laughs> but you can get hands in it. You can have hands, you know, somebody else having their hand in a, and, and that could be a project too. Kids have their hand in it and they're getting stung. <laughs> our, our feet in a pond you know if you're taking pictures of, of yeah. nature with water you can add a human element having somebody's hands or feet or oh, i never yeah. thought of that yeah. you've got some great ideas <laughs> yeah or weddings and i'm not talking about being the wedding photographer but a guest at the wedding yeah first of all stay out of the professional photographer's way yeah leave them alone. They've got to do their thing. They're going to take great photos of the, the vows and, and the throwing of the stuff and the cake on the face, all that stuff. They're going to do all that. So photograph the people, the guests yeah. back away from the crowd and what what's going on outside when people are going out taking a smoke break or, Absolutely. you know, smoke a joint or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's also um, architecture. People love photographing architecture. Yeah. And so incorporating different light and shadows into that uh, and waiting till someone walks across in front of a building or in front of a geometric pattern, um, finding a really interesting geometric um, situation with a build with architecture and then waiting for people. Yeah, and not even that. It's funny because I was just listening to a podcast, the Like a Street Photography Collective podcast. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They were talking about, I think it was Joel Meyerowitz, about gesture. But mm -hmm. gestures aren't just made by people. You know, a building can be photographed mm -hmm. in a way where it may be making some type of a gesture, obviously animals. So they look for gestures. Mm -hmm. which I look for in people photography all the time, but look mm -hmm. for gestures and in inanimate things as well. Well, I, last week I took a photograph of, uh, I made a photograph in New York City of a pedestrian crossing light. Yeah. 
where um, in the to stop the symbol for stop was a hand being mm-hmm. held up like stop. Talk there to the man, hand. Talk to the hand. There was a man behind it working on it, and he had his arm stuck up into it. Oh, really? And the light was on. And the light was on, so you could see his him and his arm his arm going up into the traffic signal and then the hand oh that's hilarious i didn't see that one did you post it anywhere uh, i haven't posted that one uh, no but it's just it's being again it's it's being always alert and curious for connection with humor connection with story connection with people it's always being alert. Yeah. On high alert all the time. Wherever you are, wherever you wherever are. you are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah last yeah. night I, I was at a concert, saw Amy Lou Harris. Ooh. If, if you like her, I like her. Yeah. And uh, Mary Cheap and Carpenter, who's from nearby here. Anyway, I got up after a while. I got tired of sitting there and I went back behind the crowd and there's lots of people wandering around. There's the beer and the food. I just started photographing people there. It was night, you know, a lot of night photography. Mm-hmm. I wish I had my Q2M for that. That would have been a lot better. But, you know, what are you going to do? But, well, you, could, uh, you, you know, it was an event. You could, have cranked, you could have cranked the ISO up to 100,000. Yeah, it would have been like daytime, yeah. like seeing in the dark. But uh, again, taking a photo of the stage, not too interesting. People far away, little tiny people. So mm-hmm. I went out and photographed real people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. Tell, telling the story of the concert. It's not just about Emily Harris singing. Yes, you're right. You you're can right. see that on YouTube. But here are five or six or 10 people that are concert goers. And what, what are their stories? What are they about? Why are they there? That's yeah. exactly <laughs> what I did. Some interesting yeah. light from the crazy... Mm-hmm sodium yeah. vapor lights that uh, mm. the light up the outskirts of the, of the venue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, another one I thought of, somebody had submitted some photos. I think we published them. Street photos on a cruise ship. You've got a lot of people trapped on those things. Yeah. And you can only take so many photos of the water or whatever. Turn mm-hmm. that camera on your mm-hmm. your fellow passengers, mm-hmm. especially when they're liquored up again. That doesn't hurt. This is a recurring theme, Bob. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't know what to say. But anyway, so we're going to publish some photos, example mm-hmm. photos. We'll get some from the magazine. I'm sure you've got some some winners. And uh, I've got some from Craig Litton. He, he gave me permission to use some for this article. He's very accomplished. He's a photojournalist. He was out your way, actually. He was in Texas. Huh. And there's a lot of a lot of tourist spots. It's a, he does just amazing work anyway, so... So what else is going on? What do you, well, you went to New York. What, what was that all about? Um, I had never worked with Peter Turnley. Oh yeah, that's right. Cause you attend a lot of workshops. Uh, well, I like, I like to learn from people. I like to hear what their take is and their yeah. style. And uh, just like street photography is on a huge continuum of uh, style, uh, people approach it differently too. Oh, street yeah. photographers, approach it approach that the practice differently and i'd never attended one of his workshops so um, that's what i was doing in new york yeah so what'd you get out of it 
Oh my gosh. He's well, I, I loved listening to his stories of all of his years as a Newsweek photographer. I mean, he's got stories for days. I could, I could spend a week just listening to the stories of what he's photographed and who he's photographed and, um, and just the ambiance, the feeling and the style, but he has a great sense of moment also, and being able to watch him work. We were riding the subway as a, there were like 12 of us riding a subway as a group one day to a location and watching him work yeah. on the subway. And so that, that was, I won't say the high point, but that was a big, one of the, that was a decisive moment, just watching watching people and watching him work. So that was good. That's what I was doing in New York. But um, I spent a lot of time in the uh, one of the boroughs interviewing people and photographing them. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Audio interviews or just just talking? No, just, no, just, just talking and asking yeah. them about, um, I specifically was looking for women who owned businesses mm. In, makes sense, yeah. in, in Bedford Stuyvesant. Okay. And then photographing them and just asking them what it was like to live there, start a business, run a business. Yeah. I saw a lot of the photos on, uh, must have been Facebook. Yeah. There's still more, still a few more to come. Yeah, of course. There's nothing, nothing to hang on the wall, but it was a very memorable, very rich environment. And plus hanging out with other photographers. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, always a good time. Yeah, it's funny you talk about watching Peter Turnley work. It It is really helpful to go with other people, particularly people who are more experienced and mm-hmm. watch them work. I mm-hmm. do that. Uh, Mike Ruggiero who's a friend of Harvey Stein's. He moved here. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we get together and. So it's it's interesting to watch him work. He's very, very efficient. He yells at me if I move around too much. Stop uh, doing that. Get out of my frame. No, not that. Not that. Not that. He likes to stay in one place. Oh, God. You know, it. and I'll just keep moving because. Got it. Well, it's two but, different styles. Yeah, it is. It is. But it helps because I, I miss a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just learn. It's good to learn from other people. And I, I talked to someone the other day who took a, a workshop with Matt Stewart. Mm-hmm. And she followed him around. He was just working. And he saw some woman he thought was a very interesting subject. And he followed her all over the place. Mm-hmm. And so she was tagging along to see see how he worked, like all over town or all over the neighborhood. She, you know, must have been going about her daily business. And did they stop and talk? Did they t- stop and talk to her? You no, know, I didn't ask. I didn't ask. Huh. May have. Because that's that's a that's a um two different philosophies maybe mm-hmm. on street photography is some people never talk to their subject and some people always talk to their subject. Yeah. Yeah. So where are you on that continuum? I, I probably 60% of the time talk to them. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Maybe yeah. a little bit more and um, before and after and during, I, I like, because I really like to know, I think it helps enhance the photograph or at least it enhances the experience i agree too i don't always but when i, I do know. i'm glad i did yeah well i don't have a very long lens and so yeah. i i tend to get up kind of close yeah then, then it's a little hard to ignore you yeah <laughs> as long as they can't grab you 
Well, Debbie, well, thanks. Anything else? Anything else going on? What are you working on? I know you just finished a book manuscript. Um, yeah, I have a, a book coming out in, um, it, there's a soft launch in November. It's um, wow. women, uh, black women entrepreneurs. And I co-wrote it with the CEO of Black Women in Business. And that's wow. coming up in November. And then I'm starting um, at least one project in Mexico. And and I'll, I'll be photographing Day of the Dead again this year in Mexico, but um, working with a, a school in Mexico. Really cool. Nothing keeps you down. Not too much. <laughs> Not too much. Before we go, why don't you just tell everybody where they can can find you? When you're when you're not traveling around <laughs> well if, if we're talking about virtually they can find me um uh, my i have two websites there's deborah cole photography which is my photography website and deborah cole connections with a it's plural um is my speaking and author website and also on instagram debbie cole at debbie cole wow that's pretty good. You got a pretty common name. And I'm happy. I'm happy to connect with anybody. That's great. So well, thanks, Debbie. I, I appreciate sure. it. It was fun to co host with you, Bob. Hey, it was I'm fun glad. to have you here. Makes you're my life easier. Well, you're a blast. You're fun to interact with. And you've now gone over to the dark side like the rest of us and gotten your like a Q2M and We'll be seeing more.